Welcome to Hacks for Life with Galen Jones of James Group Ministries, a Christ-centered conversation that will encourage and inspire you to live a better life. Now let's join Galen Jones of James Group Ministries. Hello, you're listening to Hacks for Life. I'm Galen Jones, your host, and I'm here with Scott Rahi, and we're talking about... um, the historical Jesus, the fact that Jesus really existed, and we're picking up after um, uh, the, our previous uh, conversation. So, Scott, I'll let you kick us off and kind of bridge us to our last conversation. Yeah, and I think it's probably smart to acknowledge at the outset that it's been a while since we've done one of these. It's life catches up with us, and I've got I got sick for a number of weeks, and we always try and sort of do several of these so we have some buffer in case things happen but the buffer ran out before i got better but um so i think we're it's been a few weeks hopefully uh, hopefully our listener is still around that would be nice <laughs> and um but yeah we're just going to continue on this is still the same topic as before the idea that jesus was a real historical figure and we've mentioned this before that at a certain level it just seems kind of absurd to even talk about this i mean obviously jesus existed historically whether you accept that he was the son of god or not he was a real figure but these days there are more and more people in the atheist community who will say that jesus didn't exist or at least they will say there's no evidence or the evidence is um very cryptic or very you know sparse and then they'll go so far as to say well you know jesus is just a retelling of these other myths which is you know they occurred previously in history and in the in you know in the course of the past few weeks while i've been out i've actually had several conversations on this exact topic with people but you know they'll say well you know the Sumerians preceded the writing of the bible so obviously the bible depended on these earlier sumerian texts and the you know the story of Jesus the same events occurred there was a lady that I was talking to and she says uh, there's all these connections I said can you please tell me one of the connections and she threw she threw an article at me and had a list of all these different uh, mythological characters and she said they're all the same and if you read the article and I don't I didn't keep a copy of it but if you read the article sure enough the article says you know this is true about say Mithras or this is true about Horus and it's the same exact thing in the story of Jesus. And anybody that starts reading that article, because, you know, it's on the Internet and it's on a website that looks like it's a truthful scholarly it looks site. legit, yeah. Yeah. Anybody that reads that, they're going to come away going, oh, my goodness, you know. So I, I read the thing knowing a bit more about, you know, to be a bit more uh, cautious and, and not just accept it on face value. And... Um, responded to her went through each one of them and said this is what it says here's the actual source material here's what the truth is and rather than saying oh that's great i'm glad you cleared that up she just blocked me and wouldn't talk to me anymore on facebook and that's unfortunately moderately common because people like that don't really want to be told the truth and i was nice to her but they just want to believe what they believe and anybody's going to challenge that no i don't want to talk to you yeah you're disrupting her uh, what she wants to believe right like jesus said in john 3 the light has come into the world, but men prefer darkness. And that's what that's what we see here is she doesn't want anything that's going to challenge what she wants to believe. Yeah. So so we're just continuing that conversation. And I, I added something to the notes here during the interim period because of a conversation I had with one of these people who doesn't believe Jesus existed. This is specifically the guy who said the Bible is just a 
retelling a copy of the earlier Sumerian texts because of these some, these similarities. Obviously, the Bible is just you know retelling what yeah, these earlier copy. It's, it's not anything truthful. And I and I was trying to explain to him just because something is written earlier doesn't mean that the later document depends on the earlier document. It's possible. Of course, he didn't believe that. So I'm going to read this. It's something that I found a while ago, which I find really interesting. Um, and I think it, it speaks very directly um, to this. And I'm just going to read. These are my notes, um, but it's based on what I found. And I would encourage anybody to go you know, research this themselves. But let me just read this. Okay. Um, if you were a far distant archaeologist who uncovered the historical records of the Titanic, you would find these facts. The sinking of the Titanic occurred in 1914. It had a triple screw propeller. It was described as unsinkable. It had a shortage of lifeboats. It struck an iceberg. It sank with 2,200 passengers and crew being killed. Then, as you continue, you uncover a fictional novel called The Wreck of the Titan, in which the following facts are discovered. The ship in this story is called the Titan. It had a triple screw propeller. It was described as unsinkable. It had a shortage of lifeboats. It struck an iceberg. It sank with 2,500 passengers and crew being killed. You then note that this earlier this story was written in 1898, 14 years before the events of the Titanic. And that, this is a true story. This isn't just me making something up. You go look it up. This book was written 14 years before the Titanic events, and it's a fictional story that basically mirrors what happened with the Titanic. Wow. Now, as an, as an archaeologist, do you conclude that there must not have been a Titanic which actually sank in 1912? The answer is only if you're a really bad archaeologist or one of these internet atheists that says something was written earlier, therefore the later thing must be made up. You can't do that because you have to show that the later thing was dependent upon the earlier thing as source material. And clearly, in this case of the, the Titanic, that's not the case. This was an actual event, yeah. an actual historical event. Yeah. The earlier book that was written is, is hauntingly similar. But the events of the Titanic didn't say, okay, what happened next chapter? Okay, we need to steer towards this iceberg. You know, none of that happened. So the moral is just because an event or writing has something similar to it and precedes it, you know, in the timeline, it does not mean the later event is invalidated. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of uneducated people, maybe people that just don't care about the truth and they want their truth, you know, what they believe to be true. They'll use this constantly. And this, I think, is a really good real world example of this occurred earlier, this occurred later. Both are true. And one didn't depend on the other. So, I thought I would start with that because it's it, it's recent in my mind and it's a conversation and this was one of the ways that this particular person was saying not only is the story of Jesus mythological but the whole Bible is made up because they just sat down and said let's just tell a story that just copies from this, these older Sumerian mm-hmm. texts and, yeah. and clearly that didn't happen you, we know enough about the way the Jewish mindset was that they were very averse to these other cultures and they didn't depend on them for anything they their writings were very insular and their their writings you know they, there was there's no evidence of any dependence like that yeah so you know what i'm thinking about when as you were uh talking there was how many things cartoons mm-hmm. um you know like the jetsons mm-hmm. there's a lot of what was going on in yep. the jetson world that are coming true today why don't we have flying cars? I really want one of them flying but cars. But they're being tested. I know, but I want it. I want a player. I want to fly. I'd, it's I'd not going to happen this. in your life. I'd be crashing the thing almost immediately. So. But does that make sense? You know, or yeah. you know, like I, yeah. I, I, 
the, when I first started answering the phone on my watch, I was thinking Star Trek. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and even some of the medical things, like you walk up and check somebody's temperature, and you have oh, a little yeah. gun. You, the development of those things weren't, de- in my mind, wasn't yeah. dependent upon those cartoons. No, of course not. Or but, yeah, those, you're right. But there are similarities, and you could say. This thing right here, look, you saw this little flip device that's a communicator in Star Trek, and, well, now we have flip phones. I guess the flip phones aren't real because they're just retelling, you know, it's just fictional, you know. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's a really good example as well. That was, as you were talking, that was what what was going on inside my head, so I thought I'd share that. So looking back um, at our previous conversation, I think at the end of the last conversation, we started saying we wanted to talk a little bit about Bart Ehrman. We've Mm -hmm. mentioned him before. Yep. Um, he's usually a champion of the atheist community. He'll say things, um, and he is a legitimate scholar. He'll say things, and the atheist will say, see, this proves that God doesn't exist or whatever. And if you'll remember in the previous conversations, I mentioned um, a gentleman by the name of Richard Carrier. He writes mostly self-published books, or the Internet communities will fund the books so he can get them published. And But he is, he is a, does have a, you know, his doctorate degree, and he believes in the idea of the a celestial Jesus, this this idea that you know the Bible says, or Paul at least indicates that Jesus, you know, Paul doesn't know anything about a physical Jesus. He doesn't know anything about a, a Jesus that existed in history. He just believes he's this celestial being. And I mentioned that, and mm-hmm. I think it was last time. But um, what I see often, and it, you, you, there are these sort of gotcha moments, and you've got to be really careful because it's sometimes really easy to have a gotcha moment in these conversations and say, "Ha ha." I kind of made you look dumb, and that's not our purpose. Right. Our purpose is to reach people. And so when these moments occur, I've, I've been guilty of doing the aha moment, too, the gotcha moment, too. But, you know, I'll bring that up because sometimes it's just so easy, and you got to avoid that temptation. you yeah. got to realize that's a soul that you're talking to and somebody that God loves enough to die for him or her. So let me um, – this is something I see online rel- with relative frequency. There's a quote. Um, that Bart Ehrman made, and this is a legitimate quote, and let me read it. They'll post this in Facebook or wherever we are, and the quote says, "From this is from Bart Ehrman, in the entire first century, sorry, in the entire first Christian century, Jesus is not mentioned by a single Greek or Roman historian, religious, a religion scholar, politician, philosopher, or poet. His name never occurs in a single inscription, and it is never found in a single piece of private correspondence. Zero zip references. Now, the, the atheist community will take that, and they'll post it and say, see, Bart Ehrman's this tremendous scholar, and he doesn't believe in a, in a Jesus that really existed. He believes, he thinks Jesus is fictional. And so this is where the gotcha moment comes in, because it's tempting to say, well, what do you think, what do you think Bart Ehrman believes about Jesus? Well, clearly he... And they'll respond by saying, well, clearly he, they believe, you know, he doesn't believe he existed. And so I turned to the quote. He wrote a book called Did Jesus Exist? And there's a quote in the book. Um, the book, let I me mean, just read the quote from the book. This is Bart Ehrman writing. Uh, he says, I think the evidence is just so overwhelming that Jesus existed that it's silly to talk about him not existing. I don't know anyone who is a responsible historian who is actually trained in the historical method or anyone who is a biblical scholar who does this for a living, who gives any credence at all to any of this. 
So you can very easily kind of turn it around on them and say, well, I guess your hero doesn't believe what you think that he believes. And he wrote the book, Did Jesus Exist, specifically yeah. to answer people who kept kept saying, well, he, he's a, Obviously he, he didn't he's a Christ myth person. You know, yeah. Bart Ehrman's on our side. And he, so he wrote a whole book saying, it's the best book Bart Ehrman has ever written because it, you know, he, he basically builds the case for us. And if he's doing it and he's not a Christian, I think that validates is not you can't go to that book and say, well, this is just a Christian trying to get his way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. nice to see sort of a uh, opposition research coming to the, our conclusion, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So that's the that's the part. Um, that's the part that I find really interesting. There's also um, there's also an article. It's in Forty and Times in 2007. He had an interview with David W. Barrett. Uh, it's called the Gospel According to Bart. I think that may be where this particular quote came from. I don't. I guess it probably didn't come from the book, but the book is filled with all of this. Um, and what Bart will say, and I've read the book, and he'll say, um, you know, G, you know, Paul knew Jesus' brother James. He knew his best friend Peter. He makes these offhand comments about knowing these things, and so clearly. You know, he believes that there's a real Jesus. He talks about him dying. He talks about him rising. All these different things. Um, one of my favorite things, and I, you know, people will need will, will need to go look for this. Um, I'll I mean, I'll just pull it up real quick just to give you the title of it. It's a YouTube video that I've probably seen enough times that I can almost quote it. And the the name of the video, and I just I just looked it up, is called the name of the, the title of it is the historical Jesus did exist dash Bart Ehrman. And it's about a two-minute clip. And this is on YouTube. On YouTube. And he's receiving an award from some sort of skeptical community. And he's taking questions. And you can hear at the very beginning of it, you can hear a woman in the audience. You don't see her face, but you hear her say, "Uh, I can't find evidence of Jesus in archaeology or history. And Bart's answer is, yeah, well, I do. And she makes some other comment. And he says, yeah, well, I wrote a whole book on it. And then he goes for two minutes and he says, here's the evidence. There's just too much, you know, sort of anecdotal evidence. Paul believed this. Paul said this. And he believed and he, and he trusts the biblical documents. He doesn't believe the, all the documents and he certainly doesn't believe the miraculous claims, but he's not so foolish as to just toss the documents out mm-hmm. entirely. And then he makes the, he pauses and you can tell he doesn't want to hurt these people's feelings, but he says, if you hold this view, he says, I know it's very popular in your conclave to believe that Jesus didn't exist, but when you get outside of the walls of your conclave, no one believes this. No one. It's not even a mat- it's not even a, a serious question. And he says, and he says, you're far better to go with the evidence and not try and make you know these uh, radical claims about Jesus being mythological. And he pauses again. He says, you just look foolish to the outside world. And that's when the clip wraps up. And he's trying his best to help them. And, you know, we kind of want to do it, too, for a different reason. But this is, you know, this is these are people that are saying, well, you know, Bart's on our side about this. And he's not. He's very definitely not. So I wanted to spend a few minutes on that. If anybody can find it, um, there is a conversation between Bart Ehrman and a guy named Reginald Finley, who's called. He used to call himself the infidel guy. He might still. But he did all he for a long time. He had a video or a, a uh, web, uh, I guess a YouTube page, and he did all sorts of interviews and stuff. And he interviewed Bart Ehrman, and he was he was asking him, um, 
you know, do you believe in a historical Jesus? And he, he's like, yeah, I believe in historical Jesus. He goes, well, I'm kind of thinking about the multiple Christs, and there may be multiple people who called him that. And, and, and Bart's like, no, I believe in an actual historical, and I largely believe what the Bible says. And so he, he basically builds his case with this guy. And it was a, for a while, and I wished I had captured this. It, there used to be about a 20-minute video that you could get, or audio that you could get off of YouTube for that. And it's interesting because that's the first time I really heard Bart Ehrman come out and say this. And in the clip, he goes, yeah, I was thinking about writing a book about this because people always misquote me. <laughs> Clearly, this this infidel guy was really put off his game. He's very sort of, um, he's kind of floundering around. He doesn't quite know what to say. And you can't find this clip anywhere. And, of course, this guy will come out and say, well, I, you know, it, it just it got corrupted or whatever. And maybe it did. I mean, I don't want to say he's a liar, but it's just really interesting that that one is gone. Yeah. And that's the one where he was kind of embarrassed because Bart Ehrman just kind of undermined. And he expected Bart Ehrman to be, you know, kind of agreeing with him, and he didn't. Yeah. And yeah. so and the last piece I will say about this is because I wanted to know for sure if that's what Bart Ehrman believed, I wrote him. I wrote an email to him. Oh, to him directly? Yeah. I wrote him and I talked to him on email wanted to understand a little bit more i write bart ehrman and I, you know i wrote him i said this is me i'll just read what i wrote him part part of it anyway i said uh, dr ehrman i enjoy your books and listening to you in interviews and debates i appreciate your attempts to make the esoteric subject of biblical criticism or to take uh, take this and make it accessible to lay people i hope you don't mind me asking you a question i said i can't remember where i heard this but i was listening to some discussion online recently and the topic was about your books one of the speakers, and this is Reginald Finley, I had just forgotten at that time. One of the speakers said that he heard heard uh, you had asked you had were asked a question, and he had been surprised at the answer. He said you were asked during one of your interviews what you thought the New Testament would look like today if we did have the originals and we didn't have to deal with corruptions, mistranslations, etc. The person speaking said that your answer was something like, "quote We'd basically have what we have today," which surprised me. I said, since I didn't hear the interview directly, I was hoping you could point me to want to the interview, or if you don't recall it, uh, I would just be interested in seeing if you agree with that statement above. And he wrote me back, and he says, yes, that sounds like something I'd say. There are many thousands of changes in the manuscripts of the New Testament, but scholars have worked on these manuscripts for centuries so that they have re- reconstructed pretty accurately, I would guess, the way the uh, New Testament originally looked. Scholars know full well that the doctrine of the Trinity was inserted in 1 John, that's uh, 5, 7, and 8, I think. The woman taken in adultery in the Gospel of John, the last 12 verses of Mark. Um, these are big changes, but Bible, Bible translators know all about them. Hope this clarifies it. Now, that's him saying, you can trust mm-hmm. the Bible. Finley was taking that and expanding it and saying, Jesus is a myth. Well, I trust the Bible. I think the records are, are reliable. And, you know, people say, well, he wouldn't say that. Well, he told me that, and I've, and I've still got the email, you know. It's just yeah, one of those things. that's email you need to keep. That's one, yeah, it's from years ago, and I've kept it for years. So so I think what we'll do, now that I've had a chance to sort of talk through this business about, um, you know, Bart and whether he believes, or Dr. Ehrman, <laughs> he's not a friend of mine, I shouldn't call him by his first name, uh, Dr. Ehrman, and whether he thinks Jesus was a myth, and whether he sides with, you know, kind of this, this uh, small but very vocal group. Um, I think let's, I want to do this. I've promised for a while that we will talk about these supposed comparisons because, you know, I talk about them in, in generalities. You know, people say there's comparisons with this God and Jesus. I haven't actually gone into the comparisons, mm-hmm. and I think we'll, we'll take the next time, and we'll go through the comparisons, what people say are comparisons, and I'll tell you what the source material actually says. It's actually pretty interesting when you go through it. Okay. So we'll spend our time doing that next time. Cool. Look forward to it. Mm-hmm. 
You've been listening to Hacks for Life with Galen Jones of James Group Ministries. The James Group is a nonprofit, Christ centered organization that seeks to serve the community by offering skilled, caring support for anyone in need. For help, call 972 243 4673. That's 972 243 4673. For questions and comments, email Galen at jamesgroupministries.net. That's G A L O N at jamesgroupministries.net. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Hacks for Life with Galen Jones.